Let's just qualify them right. Let's follow the rules. Let's not run on the feeling of meeting someone and go, oh, they're great people. No, let's let's stick to the rules. The rules are look at them on paper. It's not about mm -hmm. great people. There's a lot of great people out there, but it's what do they look like on paper? Is that a 100% guarantee? It isn't. But does it take away a lot of the guesswork down the road? You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hello, great state of Arizona and the Western Seaboard. This is Marcus Maloney, the host of the Azria podcast and the Azria show. And we have our guest, AZ Residential. But before we get to them, we have our executive director, Mike Delpreet. How are you doing today, Mike? Wonderful. Thanks for asking. I'm excited to have AZ Residential Property Management. AZ here, Residential. Our business associate that we love. So welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank Mark you for having us. All right. So getting started today, we're going to be talking all about property management, how to manage properties, what to look for, what not to look for, you know, what you need to do. But before we even get started with that, Derek, have a shawl, Barbara, have a shawl. How did you guys get started as property managers? Well, that would be me. I started in property management almost 20 years ago, although not as property manager, but as accountant. Mm -hmm. I worked okay. for somebody in accounting first day in that office and the first energy I felt in the office, I was sold. I wanted to know more. Accounting oh. alone just wasn't doing it anymore. I needed to know more. So I jumped in feed first with everything I could. Got to know property management on the, from the inside out. Every aspect went to evictions, went to just as an accountant, just went along for the ride and just got to love wow. it. You got that itch, that real estate itch, huh? Property management itch. Okay. Um, I, I'm not the specialist in real estate, mm -hmm. although I do know my rental properties. Of course. Okay. But I don't do sales. We, we got Derek for that. Okay. Uh, but I do property management. And yes, I'm, I'm in love with property management. It's my gig. And I, I love it because every day is a different day. Okay. Definitely passionate about it, Barbara. I can see that. I'm oh, sure yeah. you can see that, Mike. So Derek, so you're on the sales side. Kind of, kind of tell me what you do. I buy and sell for our investors. Uh, okay. I've been a real estate agent for 33 years. Still love it. And at 66, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. And I just enjoy what I do. I, I pick up the pieces for AZ Residential. I do a lot of the running, a lot of the inspections that are last minute. So-and-so on the West side, we got to mm -hmm. be there in 15 minutes. I'm gone. So... You know, I'll do okay. pretty well everything other than what she does. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a great partnership. I mean, because you're on the buy side, you're looking at and you're analyzing properties for your investor. And then once they acquire those properties, it get passed over to Barbara. So she knows how to manage them, how to keep it cash flowing, how to keep the revenues coming in. So that's the great partnership. It is because as investors here at Ezra, we always recommend work with, you know, investor friendly companies. So I think having that additional bonus on, on top of expert property management 
someone that could look at a property or find a property for our investors. That's amazing. Cool. Absolutely. We have multiple owners that have purchased through Derek, sight unseen, never seen the homes in person. Wow. Between the two of us, he will find them. We will go out. We assess them. We'll tell them, yay, nay, this is what you're looking at. This is where it's at. And we have very happy, happy clients. So one thing we were talking about in the last episode, we were talking about like analysis paralysis. Sometimes people just overthink the property. They're not sure if they're right on their numbers, but knowing that they can come to a company that one can maybe give a second pair of eyes on the purchase price and on the acquisition of the property. And then you can also give an idea on the rents and the property management. So it can make them feel more confident using your expertise. So that's amazing. So what caught me? So what was it? You're in the accounting portion of the property management office. What was it about property management that just struck you? It's just a very intertwined. It's just, it's like every day is different. Every okay. day is a mm-hmm. new challenge, a new problem, a new mm-hmm. goal to fix that problem. And just a new, it's not the mundane day to day. I go, right. I sit down and I'm, I, I pencil out the numbers and we move on to the next thing. It's not accounting. No, not accounting (laughs) whatsoever. It is everything but that. Right. And every day you go to work and you go, oh, today's an easy day. Mm. Oh, it's the end of the month and we've got the move outs done. We got the owner's checks done. We're not getting rent checks yet. This is a great day. And you walk in (laughs) and within 10 minutes, something just happens you did not expect. And you pick up and you run. You may have to go to the west side because you just had a flood or somebody uh, just had an issue with something else. And your whole day changes. You're just taking off the mundane, oh, today I have an easy day to, wow, that was a long day. Uh-huh. And it went by fast. So that's go. what captivated me. So just, you like that spontaneity. Just like you say, no day is ever the same. You just never know what you're going to walk into. So I imagine you love to solve problems. I'm a puzzle solver. There you go. There you go. I have always loved my puzzles. And so my goal is to make life for an owner easier. And the only way I can do that is by taking the burden of them not knowing what's going to happen next with their property and making sure they have that confidence knowing that I know what's happening Mm -hmm. to their property so that, um, that they don't have to worry about it. That okay. at the That's end great. of the day, they know it's in good hands. Now, one thing I wanted to bring up, senior passion, like one thing I always like everyone to know, especially new people listening, is you, during COVID, you gave Azria, so pretty much like there's a lot of investing groups and are, you know, come, they come and go in our business. One thing Azria did through COVID, we didn't shut down. We, we Obviously, we went on to online. We kept holding our meetings and giving our education and our market updates. And one of the most important parts of the update was yourself and Mark Simmons from Zona Law. You guys kept all the landlords and real estate investors in the state of Arizona abreast of exactly what was going on. And it was exciting to see your information because you were giving us information that we weren't seeing on the news, right? Because you were in the trenches, hands on. So thank you. I, I don't know if anyone ever said thank you to you. I'm sure Alan Marine did. But that, to me as an investor, when not being executive director at the time, I was like, I, I was tuned in. Like, what is she going to say? So and, and we surprised a lot of people. Yeah. I know we did. I mean, I know there's a lot of founders out there that had issues with uh, collecting rent and, mm-hmm. and the moratorium. And they were so worried. And when I got on and I'd say, 
well, we didn't have anyone not pay this month or, you know, whoever had issues paying, we made sure we followed through and pushed them into going to where you could get the help because the government mm -hmm. was certainly handing out money left and right. Yeah. So ultimately through COVID, we had not a single eviction even after the moratorium was list listed, lifted. And we had not one owner that was left behind with no payments. Every tenant paid. Sometimes it took a little bit, sometimes it took a little push to get them to make sure they follow through, but not one of them, not one of them left our owners wow. hanging. So, yes. Well, that's a, that's a great success to you guys because during all of that, during the pandemic and all of the transition, not everybody can say that. So kudos to you guys for really stepping in and making sure that your tenants were educated. So that's one of the things that I see that can be, that's the best thing when it comes to property management is training your tenants as they come in the door. Can you guys kind of speak on that? How do you inform your tenants what their roles and their responsibilities are, what they should do? I know the lease spells it out, but sometimes it's things behind the scenes that you really got to have those conversations with. Absolutely. And qualifying a tenant is mm -hmm. the first and biggest rule. That's where everything starts. And a lot of things that we prided ourselves is that our qualifications are deep. We dig deep. We don't just take someone with a heartbeat. We've seen a lot of property managers just wanting to fill homes. Mm -hmm. And so they don't care if what the past looked like. They just mm -hmm. want to look at the future. But nobody, including the owners, will benefit from putting someone in a home that does not qualify. And so qualify, qualifications are huge. So looking at how long have they been at the job? What kind of job is it? Mm -hmm. Is it the job that in the pandemic could have been closed down? Mm -hmm. Where would we go with this? How would it look? And so that qualification, starting out your tenant, your owner with the right tenant, has made a huge difference. And yes, our tenants have been informed step by step through this pandemic, even past or before that, what is expected of them. But mm -hmm. we expect a lot from our owners as well. So we yeah. do not, we do not slumlord. Mm -hmm. I do not hand a house over that is not in rentable condition. That I would say as an owner, that never mind the size of the home or where it is. But if you looked at your house, would you live in it? Mm -hmm. Would you be able to be comfortable in it? And if you can say, yes, I'm, I can live here um, mm -hmm. because of cleanliness and how it looks. Then, then we can rent it. That's how we view things. Okay. You, you as an owner are just as responsible to make sure the home is in rentable condition, in clean and orderly condition, and it doesn't have to have everything brand new. It doesn't have to be on the top of everything, mm -hmm. but it has to have certain standards. Right. And when you have certain standards that you hand a house over to a tenant with, then you can expect those standards to be upheld by the tenant. If not, then you can give them the guidance that they need to get there. So that's Good. that's where mm -hmm. it starts. Very well said because here at Ezria, we don't participate in having slumlords as members. And hopefully you could see, you know, we're here to provide housing for the citizens of Arizona. And as you can see, our, our property managers are exactly the same. So any any thoughts around some new and maybe like a new investor or someone that wants to cut corners and save some money and they want to be self-managed. Any advice towards that? Never skimp on qualifying your tenant. Okay. It's, there's a lot of self-managers out there. Mm -hmm. I've taken a lot of properties over from self-managers that just didn't see the end of light, but there's a lot of great 
people out there that do self-manage and do great at it. Mm -hmm. But always staying on top of the law and making sure you follow the rules. Yep. And, of course, qualifying your tenant. Don't shortchange yourself. We've had that happen too many times. I've had too many owners come to me after the fact and, and ask us to help them bail them out. And we have. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're good at because mm -hmm. we've seen it all. We know where to hook in and how can we get them bailed out. But let's not even go there. Let's right. just qualify them right. Let's follow the rules. Let's not run on the feeling of meeting someone and going, oh, they're great people. No, let's let's stick to the rules. The rules are look at them on paper. It's not about mm -hmm. great people. There's a lot of great people out there, but it's what do they look like on paper? Is that a 100% guarantee? It isn't. Mm -hmm. But does it take away a lot of the guesswork down the road? It sure does. Okay. And do you guys do background checks? I'm assuming. Oh. And, and is there like a certain service you recommend or anything you would help anybody? Well, we use a property management background check. Okay. So we use CIC. You have, you have to follow through. You have to take the, you have to fill out the application. You have to let them come into the office. They have to see where you store your items, wh how you store them, what you have. They're very picky. They're not just your average, just mm -hmm. run a background. These are, we do a full background. We get their full credit. We do their full felony of throughout the entire United States okay. and evictions. So they are very, they go very deep. And that's why they're not, they're just not going to run a onesie twosie type of, they, they work with property managers. But yes, that's who we, we use. Awesome. Cool. So it seems like the top 10 thing, or I would say the top thing for you is qualifying your tenant. That's number one, first and foremost. What's number two that you would see as the next most important thing? Well, let me go back. Qualifying your tenant and making sure your landlord, you know, have a suitable residence for your tenant. What would be like number three? What are some of the things that you see continuously that hey, you know, we probably need to address this or fix this before we go even further. Is there anything around pets or around what's, what is it the, um, but yeah, Marcus, come on. Oh, let me think about the it. emotional support <laughs> animals. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes. Our, our recommendation for any self-managers out there Owners that want to self-manage as well as for us, we are, we use a pet screening company that is every tenant is required to, and any applicant is required to screen their pets. Mm -hmm. um, and they are the ones who then look into these letters from the doctors. Are they legitimate? Yeah. Are they real? A lot of people come to you and they, they have this one letter that they hand to you and they have four pets on there or four emotional support animals on there. Mm -hmm. And the pet screening company takes the guesswork out of what you can and cannot do because every support animal has to have a different reason why you have it. So, you know, if you have four cats, then I guess the letter will have to say, you know, cat number one has to be there for sleeping. Cat number two has wow. to be there for driving. Uh -oh. Cat number four has to be there for going to the shop or whatever mm -hmm. it is. So they cannot just have four cats on a emotional support animal letter stating that they're just needed. God. Okay. Now, no one asks why. So you can't sit there and go, why do you need these animals? Because that's a privacy issue. Mm -hmm. But they can be, you can ask what their task is. Each one has to have its own task. 
And that usually takes a lot of the guesswork out of out of knowing what do I do with four support animals? You know, how do I justify that to an owner? Because they're like a wheelchair, right? But doesn't does a handicapped person that can't walk really need four wheelchairs? So it has to have a reason. Why do I need four wheelchairs? Mm-hmm. So in the same token, you have to be able to justify the task that these animals do. Wow, that's a great explanation. I never even thought about it that yeah, way. I didn't either. Wow. So I'm going to segue a little bit, but mm-hmm. to wrap up the self-management, we're real estate investors, hire a property manager. Like I always say, we're not handymen, <laughs> we're not painters, you know, we're not property managers, we're investors, so hire the best property manager. So what about going into the legal aspect of things, the source of income just passed? Mm-hmm. So how are you guys, can you educate us on what that is and what's going on in your world? Source of income, well, right now it's only at the city of Phoenix and we're still waiting for that court, you know, finalization, which hasn't come out yet. So at this point, we are running with it. The city of Phoenix has pushed or has decided that we are now required to take every source of income, which we already have for the most part, had taken source mm-hmm. of income. We just um, you know, we didn't even like completely turn down anybody with a housing voucher, but our criteria is just a little different. So we have a very strong criteria to to look for a, a suitable tenant that also gives our owners a better chance of not having to evict, having a paying tenant and having a long-term tenant. So, but source of income being what it is, SOI is now in the city of Phoenix, you are required to consider vouching, housing vouchers as part of your source of income. You cannot just say, no, you have a housing voucher. We are not going to rent to you because we do not consider those as source of income. So that is where the difference is. But in every other aspect, all all our criteria still are in place. So mm-hmm. even if a housing voucher is presented, the applicant still has to fall within the other guidelines that we require. There's our our credit, um, you know, our required credit, our required debt to income. You know, maybe not so much if they're in currently not working, because mm-hmm. then debt to income would obviously not fall into right. that same right. category, but also, what is their background look like? What is, mm-hmm. what have, you know, how have they lived prior to? Because all that still falls into our guidelines that mm-hmm. they have to qualify for. So source of income is just one portion of it. Yeah. Okay. It is a, it, it's obviously a big portion, but mm-hmm. on the other hand, a housing voucher isn't all that bad because the city guarantees payment. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you definitely get a payment. If they fall into the criteria of every other aspect that we're asking for, you have a great tenant. So Excellent. so that's all part of it. So that's uh, where it's at. But we are still waiting to see what does it, what the court's actually Got going it. to decide down the road. Because that is one of the big misnomers is, you know, people with housing vouchers or Section 8 credits versus, you know, straight pay. Is there a big difference? You know, what should I look for? What shouldn't I look for? So what you're saying is, hey, you know what? As long as they meet all of the other criteria, you know, they could be an excellent tenant just like anyone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is, there's a lot of great people out there falling on hard times that need mm-hmm. extra help. And that help is provided by the state or the city. And, and they otherwise are great tenants. They have great, you know, we, we see it now. We have tenants that, that have qualified perfectly on their own, but fall on hard times. Mm-hmm. And the city or the state 
uh, is there to help and they reach out to them. And they, so it is no different taking that as, as part of their rent payment as it is a voucher from the city wow. right off the bat. So, yes. Love it. So what about, you know, as we know, we here in Phoenix, we have a supply issue of housing. So how's the market right now in regards to available rentals and pricing? Too many rentals. Available? Too many rentals. Yes. We have a lot of availability in rentals. Absolutely. Okay. Perfect. Our Good rental housing is booming. I'm sure everybody out there has seen these little clusters of housing coming up. They're all for lease. There are mm -hmm. two, three, some one, two or three bedroom homes. Most of them don't have garages. Most have no lot line. They're like attached almost or mm -hmm. if not attached. And those are booming everywhere, right? They're popping out in just about every city, at least one or two. Okay. That's one. Uh, when our sales market tanked a little bit for a while there, it's mm -hmm. kind of stagnated. Those owners that wanted to sell decided to rent instead. So we were flooded with rentals. Okay. We were flooded with rentals, and we see that now. Now, our goal is always to retain a tenant for as long as possible. If we have a good tenant that pays mm -hmm. well and keeps the house in good condition. Our retention rate's relatively high. We're at about 90% right now. That's what you shoot for as an owner. You want to retain a good tenant. Right, of course. But there is that 10%. They move out. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you have a vacant home. And that's where we're at right now. This is, of course, prime season for rentals. Mm -hmm. uh, we go from February to about July, where it is just a very hot market. Okay. Typically. Okay. Not this year. What? Oh, we no. have cool. not, I have not seen this kind of adjustment in a very long time. I have homes on the market longer than I had in the last few years. Mm -hmm. I keep having to adjust them down. We've already uh, advised owners not to push the market above the comp line at this mm -hmm. point because we used to. Last year, a comp came in at 2,500. Let's put it on at 27 and you'd get three applications. No problem. Wow. This year, you put it on at 2,500. If you're not lucky, if you will. Mm -hmm. You may be waiting and going down. We don't sit on a price. If we see no movement mm -hmm. at all, no interest, we advise owners to drop, you know, go down a little bit. Let's get, you know, let's get to that interest level. And so, yes, we have seen a really strange market. Do you think that's because of the build to rent uh, model that's going on here? Okay. Yes. Yes. I do believe that has a lot to do with it. And even though I, I believe there's a lot of people coming to town, there's also a lot mm -hmm. of people leaving town. Okay. And what we are seeing is that a lot of people fleeing town that have been here for a long time, we just basically price them out of living yeah. here. And they cannot afford to live here anymore. They have to go somewhere where they can afford to live. So Arizona has really become one of those states where, where some people had lived here a very long time, maybe even all their life where they can either only live together as roommate more than, mm -hmm. you know, one family or they leave town. So we have seen that too many people moving out of state. And wow. yes, we do have people coming in state, no doubt about it, but there's just so many options available right now. Gosh. We should get the stats on the migration in and out. And also part of the bill to rent, I don't have the exact number, but one of our market updates, they mentioned like a large portion of the new permits are for build to rent homes mm -hmm. and apartments. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. So what do you think about all these apartments they're building? Do you think they're going to fill or they, are they filled? Because I, I, I know it's more like luxury or like, you know, all-inclusive, like gyms and, mm -hmm. yep. you know, everything's inside. So what do you think about those? 
Well, if you look at the generation that's coming about at mm -hmm. this point, they are not interested in yards and they are not mm -hmm. interested in keeping up with a yard. They're interested in lock and leaf. They want to travel. They want to go hiking. They want mm -hmm. to go biking. They want to do those things. So they're not the homebody that I think the generation prior to was. Or let's have the bigger house. Let's have the yard. Let's have the dog and the kids. Yeah. They start all this later. And so they're not into that. So the apartments were probably a very indecisive thing. So okay. even if they pay $2,000 for a two-bedroom apartment, great. We can just lock and leave. We don't have to worry mm -hmm. about it. And if I want to use the pool, I go downstairs. There's a pool in the apartments. There's yeah. a tennis court in the apartment. There is a golf course sometimes attached yeah. to the apartment. We have everything we want without having to do any yeah. of the work. Right. I, that changes yeah, things. It's appealing. Yeah, yeah. That's so very true because I was listening to, I was listening to another podcast and that's what somebody was talking about was, you know, this generation now, they just, like you said, they want to lock and leave. They want to be able to travel. They want to be nomads if they want to. They, they know, okay, well, I got a year's lease. I can up and leave if I want to in a year versus having a mortgage where, Hey, yeah, you can sell, but who wants to go through the hassle of all of that? So, I mean, you're, you're, Spot on, Barbara. Spot on with that. In a way, that's good for investors. Obviously, our houses don't have all those amenities. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. Good, good, good points here. So, Virgo, we talked about the rent. We talked about the apartments. What about out of state investors? Do you guys deal with it? I'm sure you do. We have a lot of out of state investors here at Ezria. So, how's that work? If I live out of state and I want to invest here, I mean, between the both of you, I'm sure there's a lot of resources. So, oh, absolutely. We we have a lot of great. Great agents that refer to us. A lot of them we met here in Asria, mm -hmm. and they are just just amazing agents. And so when they find they have a client that they call us, they'll tell us, "Hey, here is a house. Can you run us some comms to start out mm -hmm. with?" Yes, Derek runs the comms. He's great at it. He does them a hundred times a day. Sometimes they give us five, six houses sometimes. And then when they when their client narrows down one and they put an offer and it gets accepted. We offer that we're there at the walkthrough when they do their okay. inspection. We're there not as the inspector of the home at the roof or the AC, but we're the inspectors of the rental part of it. So we will tell you, yes, okay, this is what you need before you can go on the market. You may need a coat of paint. You may mm -hmm. need new floors. You may need to change this faucet or this out or do this or that to make sure the house is in good rentable condition. So... That's what we're here for. So we're not here to alleviate the inspector. Yes. Yeah. You got right. to have the inspector, but you have to have us there too, because the inspector's not going to tell you, well, a house needs a coat of paint, because that's not what he's there for. Right. He's there for to go to the nitty gritty. Mm. Are there any leaks? Is there AC not working? Is the roof in good condition? We're there to tell them, okay, you purchased the house, you got it. it all the inspection turned out good. There's no issues with the meat, with the bone, the, the, what do you call the bones of the of mm -hmm. the building? Mm -hmm. But there is a need for um, little PLC, yeah. yes, mm -hmm. to make sure we get top dollar out of the home. So that's what we do. We meet them at the wrap up of inspection. A lot of those owners are not even there, so they're out of state. The agent usually has them on um, on like a FaceTime or WhatsApp, mm -hmm. and they walk through and do the inspection together. And we're there doing the same thing. We're giving them the same. And at the same time, in the next two or three weeks before closing, we get the estimates together for those owners to get those repairs done. And then we already schedule our vendors. So we know closing happens to be on the second. By the third, we're in 
we're getting started. So we want to turn the house as quickly as possible. And the more time up front we have to give notice to get that done, the better so we can reserve that time slot. So we try wow. to work as close with the owners and the agent as we can to make sure it's a smooth transition, a quick transition, and fast on the market. Did someone say something about being nervous or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> a seasoned professional here, right? Awesome. So so what about, so just for when you said comps, just, you know, everyone's always looking for rental comps. And, and you know, one thing we say in our meetings is like, you only get so much from MLS, right? So do we, where's the best place to kind of just start surfing for some rentals? MLS. Pricing? It is. Okay. MLS is still your best. Still That's your true number. So you don't average Zillow, Redfin, no, and kind of see no. what they say? No. Zillow lies. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, it's true. Maybe we shouldn't put that on the air. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, is that is that is the true the true comp from comes mm. from the MLS. That is the true comp that is only by closed, not by because what happens on Silo? The Silo show you what the house really closed at. Right. No, they advertise it at eighteen ninety five. What if they took a sixteen ninety five rental? Do they adjust Silo? Mm -hmm. No. So how do you know what it really closed at? All you see is, okay, closed, but we don't know for what. Well, in the MLS, it tells you what it closed for. Your number in the MLS is the true number. How long right. was it on the market? How many did rent in this neighborhood for how long? Now, do we go out and pull all the other information to see what is out there? Absolutely. We pull Silo all the time to see what's in that zip code, what is available. Mm -hmm. uh, but you, you're better off looking at availability than closed because again, closed is 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 a lie because Silo doesn't require you to update it and go, oh no, I didn't rent this for eighteen ninety five. It rented for sixteen ninety five. Where MLS does require you to put those information in unless you lie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what we're trying to do here is I don't know if you guys seen it. We're doing the Esria polling. So we're what we so between fix and flips, profit margins and expenses, and days on market, wholesale fees. And we're also asking our members, what's the price per square foot you're closing at on your rentals? Because we figured, hey, not every rental gets on MLS, especially True. when investors at one point, you just put it out on sell yourself, right? Or right. whatever it is. So so we're asking our members that are in the trenches to give let us know what they're renting at price per square foot. So maybe we should talk about how we can make that a better format. Because we're noticing Ria is around $1.50 a square foot, whereas MLS has been hovering around $1.30. So there's something there right. there's a, that we should probably, we got to get to know more about. Right. And that's very true. Keep in mind that most of the MLS is either because it's the rental is from an agent, right? Mm -hmm. That they have their own rentals or an owner hired an agent to put it on the MLS to find a tenant and even self-manage or a property management company. Those are the few, those are what you find on the MLS. Where if an owner himself, not an agent, not access to the MLS, not wanting to hire an agent, may look at things a little different. So what I find, and that's maybe a good part of the question as Rio could add to it, is how did you qualify your tenant? And what are your qualifications? Because that mm -hmm. makes a difference. What we see is when we put a home on the market at a price, let's say we go top of the market right now, we come in with a home that at the top of market says it's $2,500 and we get nothing. And so we get no interest, nothing out there. And we put it everywhere. So we're not just putting mm -hmm. it on the MLS. We're putting it on Silo, Trulia, wherever, rentals.com. It goes everywhere, yeah. our own website. So it feeds into all the different little sites. So it's exposed, but we get nothing. So we know we're too high. It's, that's mm -hmm. right off the bat. Right. We know we're too high. 
So we drop it. Let's drop it to twenty four hundred dollars. So we're at twenty three ninety five because we'll never go to a round number. Uh-huh. So we're twenty three ninety five, and we get some interest. All right, we got some interest, and we get an application, and the application is a non qualifier. They do not qualify. That is telling me we're still too high, mm-hmm. but we're now in a better range. But we are not in a qualifying range. Right. So the qualifying applicants know they can qualify. So they're not willing to pay more than they absolutely mm-hmm. have to. The non-qualifying applicant knows that if the owner is just a little tweaky, they want yeah. to be a little, give a little, because they want that little extra money that they can get away with, right, right. Uh, you know, sliding. So that question would be, I would say, in that poll would be part of it, how did you qualify a tenant? And wow. what are your That's a pro like? tip that's right there. Yeah, yeah, that is. <laughs> because, sure. right, you think about it, a landlord that's trying to get a little bit more, they might take that kind of shaky tenant. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They might go, you know, it's worth the risk. Mm-hmm. Where we go, no, it's not worth the risk. We've seen too many. I've managed thousands thousands of units in my time in the 20 years i've managed so many units i know what is worth the risk and what isn't and that there is points where i go this isn't this is not worth the risk but an owner either desperate or just thinking that you know i met them i feel comfortable with them it's worth the risk and they they may rent it for a hundred dollars and it may be perfect yeah right it may not be true i've had both love it so a lot covered today yeah, yeah. Good. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that was great today. information. So, yeah, no, I mean, how long have you guys been business associates, roughly? Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, since day one, almost? No, it's <laughs> been since 17, since, Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Not, not. So, six years, seven yeah. years? Yeah. Okay. Six, That's seven good. years, yeah. Something. Six years. They're highly recommended. No complaints. How do we get a hold of you? Obviously, besides Ezria.org and going to our business associate page, how do we reach out to you? How do we ask you some questions and get to know you? Well, you can always go to our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, Z Residential. So AZ mm-hmm. short for Arizona, Residential spelled out, and MGMT short for management.com. Mm-hmm. That's our website, which we are just redoing right now. So okay. bear with us. It's a little messy right now. <laughs> Okay. Or you can, of course, give us a call. Our office number is 480-444-2574. Cool. Or you can call us direct on our cell phone. Derek's number is usually the one easiest to get a hold of because I'm in a lot of meetings. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. takes most of the first calls and then moves them on to me. And okay. his number is 480-306-0178. Those, those are the easiest way to get a hold of us. Wow, of excellent. Why, also via email. So, Excellent, excellent. Cool. That's good. Well, Derek, Barbara, thank you so yeah. much. You guys did an excellent job. You guys are providing excellent service, you know, as property managers. So, guys, you know what to do. It's AZ Residential. Go to AZ Residential. And, you know, you're looking for a quality, reputable property manager. These are the people that we definitely recommend that you contact. You can always go on the Asriel website under our business associates, get their contact information. With that being said, I think this was another successful show. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Another successful show. So you guys know what to do. We air every Friday at 8 a.m. on all podcast platforms. And you all know what to do. Get out there and take massive action. We love to see you. Always, always enjoy the journey. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Azria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, 
Head over to Azria.org and learn more about our community.